Welcome back, everybody. Episode five, Roads Less Taken. I'm Anthony Lapia. I'm Don Valentis. And we are here today with Brandon, Brandon Murphy. Yes, sir. Brandon the Muffin Man Murphy. Holla at your boy. What's he, up? He doesn't need an introduction. He doesn't even he need, need an, an introduction. introduction. Brandon came ready to play today. So, uh, little known fact, this is a very special episode for, for me personally. So, I know Brandon from years ago. We met, I think, in 2011. 2011, 2011, 2012. Uh, I used to coach high school wrestling, and Brandon was one of my star pupils, who's now since wildly outgrown me. And uh, <laughs> he has now transitioned into a career in mixed martial arts, which he is pursuing the dream to go pro. Man, I love that, Brandon. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure. Honestly, I'm excited, and the history that we have, bruh, y'all helped me out. Y'all helped me start, and it's just like moving forward. I don't know what to say, man. It's just exciting, you know? Like, the transition from wrestling till now, seeing you here, doing your thing, I'm happy, but shit, this fight life is me. Yeah, Don taught me this lesson. One of the number one lessons that comes from this is, if you're going to know someone tough enough to become a pro fighter, get them early. Beat them up, beat them up a little bit when they're underage, right? And then let them work <laughs> their way to adulthood, and then you always own the bragging rights because you retire. He ain't never you get old. old. He ain't never uh, we My got recommendation was just to have you guys fight. That was the whole show. Today. I didn't stretch properly today for any That's of that. What, no stretching. I need to stretch. Yeah. I gotta get. I meditate. We are old. You gotta. We're you gonna gotta, let. Yeah. He's not punching me today. That's oh, not yeah. happening. But oh, we, yeah. we could set it up to where he punches oh, you, and then you'd be able Sam, to tell Sam, you want to see him get punched, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with the punching. See, I'm with the punch. That's where that's where you two are probably in agreement with our viewers. They all want to see me get punched too. So there's that. All right. So What's Brandon. Up? It is awesome to have you here, not only mm -hmm. to catch up, uh, just having to be able to spend some time with you, but I'd love to hear a little bit about what compels you to continue fighting, because you're going to be punching some people in the face, but you will also take some, some lumps, you take some punches. Eh, a few lumps. Right? So yeah. what, what is it, what do you love about fighting, man? It show, it's the most honest expression of oneself, you know? You can't lie. You can't lie in a cage. You can't just show... Like, oh, I train, you know, blah, 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 and I, I'm going to go out and compete. No, this is the most honest form of, a, like, aggression, all emotional content displayed, all in six, maybe 25, 15 minutes, you know? And honestly, it just makes me want to be even better because I know who I am as a person, and I want to give out more of that, you know? Fighting, it, it, it's just me. It's, it, makes, it makes sense to me. It's not like I'm trying to be mean or like malicious to somebody, but it makes all the sense in the world, especially when I go in there. It's like home. It's just like home. That's all. It is. Make sure you're talking to that mic because you're dropping some good oh, knowledge. I'm, I'll drop some gems today, man. Yeah. I'll drop some gems. So, so Don and I are both longtime fight fans. That's why I was excited to have you in, and, and we talked about it, and it was a no-brainer. We both love uh, MMA. We've been watching the UFC since there weren't weight classes. Yeah, I remember us spending some I, we money. We watched on UFC one. Yeah, the yeah. very first one, no holds barred. What, what was the only thing you couldn't do? Bite no, or eye gouges, eye no eye, eye gouges, gouges, no fish hooks. Yep, there was groin strikes. No groin strikes either. I don't know, dude. You can't I, kick I think, to the dick, bro. No maybe, dick maybe not. Maybe <laughs> that was it. I think it was just eye gouging and, and groin. I think those were the only things. Like, do you remember the big 
like sumo back then it was like sumo wrestler like boxer it was like, more skill sets yeah like, it was, it was the mixture sets. of skill like, sets before everybody but, had them all but everyone yep. just had like one like the boxer went in with one boxing glove like he didn't like uh he didn't race he won well. like he beat everyone up he was the smallest guy because of jujitsu but no I one who had to defend shit that's all but the one remember the 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 sumo wrestler was just like sitting on the ground and the guy was just full-fledged just kicking him in the face. Like, oh, that was Dan Severn. Teeth, teeth flying everywhere. Like, it, obviously it's changed since then. So barbaric. It, like the first time we saw it, we were like, this is insane. Like it, even watching it, you're like, this isn't okay. I don't think. Yeah, it didn't have the staying power when it was more of a, of a like a carnival event. And then around the time that, that uh, Forrest Griffin... And Stephen Bonner, and Stephen well, Bonner it, had that the fight. First ultimate mainstream. It was Ultimate Fighter ultimate that, fighter. that put MMA back on the map. I'm sure it's been going on forever. But even even then, when you saw Ken Shamrock, big sculpted monster who knew jujitsu and knew MMA, he got outclassed and he started that rivalry with with Gracie. Yeah. And that's when you you were still like, this is a joke. But wait, this is real. Like what this guy's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Ultimate Fighter put it on the map. No doubt. Who, Who's the first MMA fighter that you were a fan of? I know your base is wrestling, but who who attracted you to that sport? Because I remember you're 23 or 22. 23. 23. So you, I'm trying to think around 06 when it got really, really big in mainstream, you would have been what? In 06, I would You'd have been 10 years old? About. No. 11, 12. No, that's 13 years ago. You'd have been 10. Been 10? Yeah. Yeah, I would have been 10. Yeah. Well, we all exposed ourselves for math. Yeah. Damn, we yeah. are not good. <laughs> not good at this. One plus one is six, and five plus five is three. Bro, I'm gonna tell you like this: Rashad Evans was one of my favorite fighters at the yeah. time, and honestly, I was when I was watching these fights, um, I had no idea, like had no structural foundation. I just like I was like, oh, these dudes are just punching each other. Oh shit, this is dope. Let me just sit down and watch this. It's like Power Rangers with real blood, and I was this is awesome. Now more people are gonna fight. Let's keep watching, and every fight card from then on, like Melvin Gallard, he was cool. Melvin um, Gallard fought like four hundred times. He fought everybody, and he 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 would win some, but he didn't win a lot. He he had, but he, he was, was he, he went was, in and he was bang. A, he was a big puncher. Yeah, and then one of my favorite fighters at the time was Andre Arlovsky. Like he was the leanest. Harriest, he still fights. Does still fight? Yeah, and he had that. He had um like the, the dragon the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and. I was so enthralled by that. Like I'm, I was enthused. I was like, "Yo, this dude's a beast, bro! Let's go watch this all day." Fantastic. Like that's what that's what kind of caught my attention, you know. But I was, I just never knew what type of sport I wanted to be in. I just knew I was a fan at that point, you know. Yeah. And then going forward, it's just I keep watching, I keep watching. I start seeing more of these guys like Rich Franklin and stuff like that. Anderson Silva when he when he first popped out on the scene. And uh, beat was it Chris? I think it was Chris Lieben. He beat time. Chris Lieben yeah. and without getting hit, and, and then was, he beat Franklin. He twice. pretty much beat everybody without getting hit, right? Until and he snapped until he his got leg hit. in half. <laughs> and like you know, like I, you watch the Matrix and stuff like that, and you're like, dude, he's doing stuff like this. What? Forrest Griffin just think and made him look stupid. Yeah. I I I was so in, just into it. I couldn't I couldn't even believe that. Like it's one of those things that you just. You just lose sight of. You're like, damn, this and that, this and the third. And like, you want to, you aspire to be like those guys, you know, like these gladiators, these, these apex warriors that just go out and just battle it out and see who's the best, who's the top dog. And guys are getting belts left and right. And like, 
that was the time it was just for me at the at that moment in time my mindset was really wasn't geared toward like oh i'm gonna go fight people no just like just just casual watching bro just casual watching i was playing too many sports i was playing baseball the only black kid playing baseball i didn't remember that you played baseball i love six years six years were you good i bunted the ball Every <laughs> my coach never made me. My coach would never let me hit the ball. He would always let me bunt. He would always let me like think and just okay, Brandon. And I'd, and I'd make it to second base you before can't, everybody else. You can't be built like you are. Probably bench pressing over three hundred pounds, bunting the baseball. You should have stopped. I was. You should have been like, doing extra wrestling practice. I should have bunting the baseball every day. You gotta go back and talk to that coach. Did you like baseball? <laughs> I liked it because my friends were on the team. You know, you know why baseball was is better in high school and in college, but probably even, even pro. Well, once you get pro, you're a pro. Girls like baseball players. They There's no question. Do. I don't know that they're it's, really it's digging actually the not wrestlers. even fair. You know what? Wrestling is a whole different breed. It's a of different people, breed. Man. It's all dirty. Those who like them, those who like them, love them. Starving mm-hmm. yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But those who don't understand, right. They don't understand, right? Now. Let me ask you this. What's up? So wrestling is uh, the sport that gave you your base and, and led you towards mixed martial arts mm-hmm. along with that fandom. And you got off to a, a, a pretty late start, right? Because oh. it's a sport where kids sometimes do it from the time they're five. They excel through it. But you made up for a lot of it with a but lot of be, natural but athleticism. But you surprised, actually. My, I, um, I went to Nichols School Elementary, and they actually had a wrestling program. And it was Matt Morelli. Yep. The art teacher in um, Massix, like one of the referees. I remember Matt. And he was running those programs. And, I, you know, I'd show up once in a while, you know, know a little something. And then I think like two summers later, I went to a summer camp and I met Jordan. Yep. And he was my camp counselor. And then he put me on. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. I might go wrestle, you know. But I always, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to be the best football player, blah, 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 da, 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 da. And... Yeah, you're right. I did. I feel like I got that late start, but I knew I was just committed to something. You know, I, in my mind, I wasn't a half-asser. I wasn't just gonna show up and be like, "Oh, I made it to practice." Oh, no. I, I came, and I, I wanted to be the best. I came out there to show my heart, and like I gave my heart to my team and my coaches. It was I was just dedicated. That was really it. And you were not gonna if you were gonna beat me, it was gonna be work. That was all it was going to take. But, you know, wrestling, I had the shittiest cardio. The shittiest cardio. <laughs> like, so, like, I'd go hard in the paint for, like, maybe a minute and 30 seconds. And that last 30 seconds is like, inhaler break, inhaler break. I need, a, I need a medical break right quick. And then go into the next period and try to go hard as hell again. And then let me get a breather. I think Sam might need your inhaler right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying over there. You not even having any compassion. We don't even turn to him. No. Sam, you need water, brother. You got some water? Hey, man, hold it down with that cup of noodles too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, I I obviously watched you to great success. Like uh, that, I think between junior and senior year, probably sixty some odd wins, maybe a couple of losses here uh, and there. Man, I had right? um, in between my junior year was my best year. I had five losses. Yeah, my senior year I had seven. And I got there's one disqualification, and that's part of my seven losses, and I fucking hate Norwalk for that. Yeah, that broke my heart, but still love you, Norwalk. Um, but on all intents and purposes, what I felt like I was I was on top of the world my junior and senior year. I was like number five in the state. I was ready to work. 
I was ready to work with the coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? I was on that coaching staff, man. No, 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 no. I was whooping your ass. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, <laughs> that coaching staff, man. That simply is not true. <laughs> Here, here's a follow-up question that I wanted to ask you, though. Please. So what did you get from the sport that you now use, not just in your chosen path of, of trying to fight, but just in general, what do you get? What did you get from the sport? Well, I developed a really strong mentality for having a great work ethic, you know, and being diligent about anything I do and not quitting on myself. So I, I realized this sport just gave me a lot of confidence in being the man I need to be and just going forward with my life and just pursuing things to the fullest with, absolute aggression not not like aggression but like just being aggressive toward my goals and going forward and just taking what I need from myself you know and I learned a lot from the sport like you're gonna have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and you gotta make sure you're able to mentally deal with these I mean I, was, I remember crying in shower locker rooms and stuff like that because I lost a match I remember sitting sitting by myself because I, I didn't think I was good enough and I, I gotta come back from that so I came back from trenches many times, and I'm thinking to myself, where do I go from here? And now I carry that same mentality in my life. So, like, when shit gets hard and shit hits the fan, I'm always ready. I'm, I'm prepared. I have a plan in mind. I'm ready to think of something to either adapt or overcome to, you know? And I'm not going to submit myself to anything for that. So, I've, I've been busting my ass trying to get to where I need to get to. And wrestling has put me in the forefront to do that and become a, a better man. So... Instead of being just a childish dude, you know? Nice. Yeah, I'm still a little childish. I, we all are. You have to be. You have to be. Especially when we spread them lies about yeah. women. So, <clears throat> do you, Please. I'm assuming you were more one of, if not the best wrestler on your wrestling team. I was a two-time captain. Right. And so I feel like I probably, no, I was the best wrestler on that team. Right. Just, so I'm every day when sorry you, Mikey I love you Mikey so every day when you went in you were like I'm you know you knew that you were like kind of like top dog I guess every time right and then you go and you start training MMA and I'm sure that you go into a gym and you know you're probably like fuck there's a story for that right there's like what, what's that, that like because you must do you walk in there like I I was a dominant wrestler I guess you know or whatever and have that, you know, you're, you're here and then you walk in and see something like that and you're like, boom. Instant humbling, in, right? Instantly humbled? Well, first or, off. Or do you go in cocky and then get humbled? Uh, well, that, that comes with your ego, you know? Right. You check your ego at the door. Yep. Um, for me growing up, trying to, from wrestling to MMA, it was, it was different, you know? Like, I, I felt so strong in wrestling. I had a, I knew all the wrestlers in Connecticut, you know, we were all cool and stuff like that. And, you understand, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a beast. I can do that. I can do this. And then you go into an MMA gym or, like, a Muay Thai gym or Jiu-Jitsu gym, and then you got these little dudes choking you out. You got these you got these old men beating the shit out of you. You're like, Man. Right. You must have been used to that, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I realized I had to really reevaluate my ego as a man, and knowing that it was just – when I started training full time, I'm like, yo, okay, okay, I'm not the best. I, I'm not the best, but I can be. Right. If I just take my time and learn this thing, you know? So I was I was diligent. I was just trying to be me. And I wasn't going to be nothing else but me at the time. You know, I'm smiling. I'm, man, I'm, I'm the hottest shit now, you know? Right. I'm going to do what I got to do. But every time, like, I would get beat in a position 
or I just get beat up on the feet, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the f- yo? Who who are these dudes? Where where the hell did you come from? And and now I'm like, all right. Any gym I go to, I check that ego out the door. I just keep it me, keep it calm, cool, copacetic. I'm gonna show you some love. You show me some love, and we are gonna get to work. That's it. You have you have to check your ego because even like we talked about John Jones before. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into that, I guess. But like, no one's really challenged him besides maybe a couple of people. Right? Gustafson took him probably to the deep water. brink. Right? In and, the first, and, only in the first. Fight. Yeah, first time. In the first fight. And, but he had him like deep into that fight. Like that I, was a close DC fight. DC gave him a fight in the first fight too. Definitely. He at least gave him a fight. Yeah. But like he wasn't as, but my point is even if he's fighting, like when he fights some people, you're like, he's going to just maul this person. Like he's going to tool with them for a few minutes and then knock him out. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you don't have your ego in check and in check and you're not um, humbled, that other person's a trained professional fighter. Like they'll knock you out. Right in fighting, though, it's interesting, and I think in any combat sport, really, because time tells no lies and solves all riddles. And what I mean by that is that some at some point someone will beat John Jones just because everybody gets well, time beat will at catch some up times. to you. Yeah, right. And when I was a kid, my old dad, band times undefeated. Dog. Well, my dad used to say yeah. when I was a kid, if you've never been beat up, you don't fight enough. Right. So like right. you just haven't looked for enough fights if you've never been beat up. Someone will always come along, right? There's always someone tougher than you. There's always who, someone better than you, bro. Who, what do you struggle with most? Like, what style do you struggle with most right now? How did wait? You how did to, you trying to expose me? Did we? Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, never mind. Scrap that. We only have two. We only have two viewers. Oh, that's we're yeah, both right here. But one of them's fighting him next yeah. month, probably. But did <laughs> we even like you got? Did, I might have missed this. I'm I'm in like I'm in chill mode today. Like I, I, I had an appointment this morning. Then I went and had lunch by myself outside on the water. Loner I ass. went to the beach. It's okay. I almost didn't even come. Like I might just stay at the beach, nice, but I, I had to come. Not for him. Appreciate but you. for you. Love, um, you. Love you, Doc. Knew the, that. My but, guy. Like, my so guy. how how did you? So you transitioned. Like when did you get into MMA? Like when did it all happen? What happened? Like what uh, was the? So this was around like 2014, 2015. You know the Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo fight. I'm working at Macy's at the mall. You know, Buffalo Wild Wings is in the mall. You know, I'm suited and booted up. I'm feeling good. I, my friend Zach texted me. He was like, yo, we going to watch the fights? I was like, yeah, I'll be there, bro. I'll be there. I'll show up. We're talking post-mall here? Yeah, we're talking Ooh, Milford Post. Just for context. We know a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. shout-out. Connecticut Post. Okay, right. holla at your boy. Right. Um, So I, I, I walk in at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm making a beeline. Now, like, su- what is suited and booted? Suited and booted. Looking, I'm looking real good. You know, I got the button down, got the tie up. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what? Maybe like 205, swollen. You know what I'm saying? This is back when I was like body, but I'm, I'm out there. I'm, my pants is looking good. My shoes is looking right. <laughs> so and, you kind of look like me, right? Right. Right. But better. <laughs> <laughs> so I make it to, um, I make it to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm talking to my friend Zach, and then. This is like this is where it gets weird. We're, we're talking at the bar. We're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ready to see this fight. And this guy, I remember, Davon Zimmerman. If you're watching this, bro, how's life? Um, it's it's just been crazy. He talked to him. He just got back from a fight, and he was talking with Zach. And I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I'm like, oh, you fight? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's not for everybody. And this is like word for word. He's like, it's not for everybody. I was like, oh, word. And he's like, yo, I wrestled. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, word. I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, 
let's link up then. Let's link up. What's your Facebook? He gets my Facebook information. And he's like, all right, man, I'll just, I'll let you, I'll let you know. I'll tell you some, I'll tell you about some people and um, we'll get you started. And I don't think he thought I was serious. So my intention was, all right, let's watch this Conor McGregor joint. Everybody went batshit crazy when that man went, when Jose. 13 Aldo seconds. Damn. Like a bag of nickels, you know what I'm saying? On the floor. Boop, boop, done. Next day, I hit him up. What type of gloves do I need to buy? 16 ounce bet. What type of what type of shin guards I need to get? What type of cup I need to get? I'm a, I'm on it. I'll buy it all. Bought it. That same day, went to that gym, and I I just I met the team that started my striking base, and I was I was adamant. I was ready to go. I was ready to go. He was training at the Henzo Gracie School, and the coach at the time, the Muay Thai coach, was Mohammed Lemjardin, and he was at the um. It was a, it was like some performance like school in Milford, you know, it was it was almost near Quarry Road or something like that, but yeah, he was uh he was just this nice Moroccan dude, you know, and he was training all these guys like Alex, Angelo, Tim, uh, Phoenix who's also fighting on the same card, Kenny Champions, he's fighting on the same card October nineteenth, I'll be fighting on, and yeah, from there it's just like three four years ago that like, that's how it started and that's how it built up. I was, from that day on, I just knew what I wanted to do. Is he still fighting? Who? You said Davon Zimmerman? I don't think he's still fighting. No, okay. No, I haven't seen no recent activity. Well, it's him. not for everybody. It's not. <laughs> you feel me? That's a good example, that fight. Jose Aldo was unbeatable. Somebody always gets beat. Unbeatable. But he, going, leading up to that fight, you can tell he wasn't going to win. McGregor was mentally mentally, mentally in him. his head. He was yes. done. But he was hung- but Connor was hungry. Connor was hungry. Oh, at the he time. was hungry. There's a different there's a difference when you're hungry for the shit instead of just trying to When it's hungry and then a money grab. It's yeah. always if given the choice, you'd always be in the position to want to have to storm the castle then protect it. But mm-hmm. what Connor, right? yeah. one is an act of aggression, one is an act of survival. Damn right. And right. that that's Damn the right. that's the big thing there. Cuz you know, he probably got him so angry. He's like, "I'm going to come at you and smash your face in." And he just backed up and counterpunched him. That counterpunch right was insane. Like the placement of it, the timing of it. McGregor's timing is, is People are insane. hating on him. Yeah. People are hating on him. I love the guy. I mean, he's done. I mean, he stopped wanting to be a fighter I figure when you win, make that much money. And then started to just you're make doing money. Thing, man. But he's smart. He's a businessman. He's the best. He's like, why would I stand in here and get beat up or fight like three, four times a year and go through these crazy camps when I could just do one or two things? And I, I'm making millions and mil- he at and one point only, he's like you're gonna that. you're gonna give me part of your company and not only that but not but make a publicity stunt and then wild out to create a, a fight down the line sure. you know what I'm saying these are things it's like, apparently not an act because he's punching old people in bars still like the oh, dude is he's he's a little off the well off he's, the rocker. he's he's but you he's gotta be a little it. off the rocker you gotta be a little off the rocker he's, and he's an AB he's an he's an AB era right now he's. he's he, he's Antonio Brown's flew off the rock. He's the well. best talker oh, of all time, though, man. He's 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 lost. He it. might be the best talker of all time. He has the best line, and I think it was against Jeremy Stevens. Not against Jeremy Stevens. They were all on a panel. Who the oh, fuck is this guy? Freeze, I Freeze, know Freeze, that one. Yeah. Who, the f- who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> it was like it was the most amazing comeback. Like I still don't think that guy's recovered. I think that's what poked him in the eye last weekend. Oh, that, that, that is definitely what poked him in the eye. Yeah. That guy gets in and bangs. Yeah, I like those the, fighters the, like the, that. Who the fuck is that guy? Was the greatest line. I mean, he, of all time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you go back. Chael Sonnen started that. 
Like the American gangster was a, was a He beast. was the first Nobody person. Nobody talked like he did. He promoted it. He his persona WWE was bigger into... than his skill set, though. McGregor was the first person to have the skill set. No, I agree. To match but the don't, yeah. don't forget, Sonnen. Maybe, well, Tyson. Sonnen was him. beaten. Oh, Sonnen no, was no, beaten. No, 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 no. If you're going to jump into the realm of boxing, there's, there's, well, there's Muhammad Ali. It's Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali who started it. Exactly. But Sonnen was beat. He had Silva beat. It was at a time where the sport needed to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I think Chael Sonnen is like key to this, the growth of the sport Absolutely. because of that. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't tell the story without, without talking. He put, he put asses in the seats. He did. That is true. Maybe he's we still, ought to get him for he, our podcast. No, but he, still, he still does put asses in he the seats. He still does. So I'm mean, he to this he, day. He's always, that's someone who probably has a lot of respect for the sport because he's always come up short. Mm. It, in many ways, DC is still that story. Even though he was a two two division champ, two division champ, and did amazing things in the sport, mm-hmm. anybody who was alive to watch it knows that he never beat Jones. No, and he'll never and, get and that he'll respect. He'll never get that. Never, back. never. And I love DC, but he just lost to Stipe, and he lost to Stipe, and he's going and he for, was dominating and, that. But he's going Stipe for a, he's going for a trilogy now. Yeah, and Stipe is a bad motherfucker. Yes, though. he is. He got off his game plan. He said, "You said it. My coaches taught me my whole camp to do one thing, and I didn't listen, and I got knocked out." Yeah, he takes those losses hard. I feel like I take them hard for him because he like cries and shit. Yeah, after. Like, he takes them hard, oh, so I feel bad man, for him. That's just that mentality, bro. You put so much into it, blood, sweat, and tears. I can't it's imagine your life. It's your lifeline. You you gotta feed your kids. I think whatever you do for a living, when when you meet great disappointment. It's gonna impact you in a in a deep way, and when you do it in front of a national or, or a globally televised audience, it's got to be that much harder. My my biggest mistakes are usually in front of like four or five other people, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, it's all good though. We're gonna go to a speed round in a couple of minutes, man. But you got a fight coming up. Tell us about yes. it. What are the details of this fight? So I'm getting matched up right now. Currently, uh, Karen, please get my shit matched up before I punch a hole through someone's face i need my fight well you, you need know? to get mashed up and then punch a hole through someone's face oh i will okay but if, if not i'll just go to training okay and but right now october 19th for premier fc i'll be fighting at the mass mutual center um at 155 going down a weight class i'm very confident i had a little nice training camp at uh jackson wink shout out to y'all love y'all um I'm ready, man. I've I've been I've taken some time off from competing. I've did a lot of kickboxing and stuff like that, and I've just been refocusing and re-strategizing myself to get to the place where I needed to be. You know, if I, I've had two fights in MMA, and I'm chilling out right now. I'm one and one, um, and I've grown so much from that time. My IQ has grown. My mentality's changed, and the way I approach the fight game is completely different. So I'm I'm in it to win it, and you're gonna see some fireworks. Come no, come October nineteenth. It's gonna be crazy. I promise you a first round finish. All right, October nineteenth, Mass Mutual Center. What time? Probably doors open up at like six. You know. All right. And, where and is you Mass won't Mutual? know where you are on the car, Jay. Is that Springfield? Not, that is Springfield. Springfield, right? So it's right next to the casino. Yeah. We, nice. So if you want, Don go, and I are gonna make a night out of it. You want to go with me? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the casino, but I'll go. Okay. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> not a big fan. Not a big fan of losing money. No, well, yeah. nope. Not, no one's a big fan of losing money. <laughs> he exactly. built one of but those towers at, at, at uh, Fox, at, not Fox, but Mohegan. Let real quick, just walk us through, and, and you don't have to get into a lot of detail. But one, you should you should talk about the the where you train because that's mm-hmm. probably the most popular, I guess. Training, thought of as the best. Thought of as the best. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously some of the best in the world, probably the best in the world that train there. Yes, so sir. seeing that, like, we'll let you talk talk on that. And then um, also, what's it like? Like, 
it's not like you have a fight in in October and you're just going to show up and fight. Like this is months of grueling. Oh man! Like so, talk about that because there's going to be there's people that just are like, oh, these guys are in such great shape. They just get in here and just fight. Listen, man, people get like twelve week, eleven week fight camps because they come in off the couch. They're they're out of shape, so they got to do like three five weeks three to four or five weeks or whatever to get in shape. And Except Donald Cerrone. That dude will fight like every other week. You give him half an hour. He just doesn't stop bang. training. Yeah. Never. But the idea for me was, um, let's start with Connecticut first, you know? Um, the transition from, I forgot the facility that it was, but we made it to West Haven and Mohammed Lemjadim had a great gym. He still has a great gym on Forest Road, uh, Golden Falcon Gym. And that's where I really got my uh, my main striking base from. And I was, mind you, I, I felt like I was just naturally a good fighter just off the strength of just me being me. And no, that's not the case. And then I, I learned more from the, from Muhammad. I learned more from my teammates. And I started growing. I started getting better. And I was just always willing to just do more, you know. I was ex- I was willing to accept the cost it took to be a better fighter, to be a, a to, to try to be a champion, to become a champion, you know. And getting all this in, it was it was time. It was just took some time, and I had to just refocus and reevaluate myself every other day. So like, if I learn something new, apply it. Now use it. Now teach it. Now learn it again. And we just do it over and over and over and over and drill, drill, drillers make killers. Like you know, and that was the move. And then it came to a point where I felt like. I hit a plateau, you know, in my training and also with my teammates. I felt like I hit a plateau. I felt like I wasn't being supported the way I was being, like I wanted to be supported, you know, like the way I support my teammates. I felt like I wasn't getting that. So I stopped training for a little bit. We had a a, a disagreement or whatever you want to call it. I felt like I needed to move away. So I had an accident, had a car accident, flipped my car over, came out unscathed. And I decided, let's look for a gym. So I looked at Big Bear. I looked at Jackson Wink. I looked at AKA. And I just said, fuck it. Let's go to the best gym in the world. Jackson Wink Academy. And I never looked back. That was last year, 2018. Around, like, I want to say the summer. Like, around May. And I put my whole heart into that. Um, One of my mentors always told me, first time for practice, second time for credit. And I believe that to this day. So my first time there was just to learn as much as I possibly could, experience as much as I could, a different variety of fighter. How do I compare to out-of-state fighters? How do I compare to people from the West Coast, from Texas, down South, and even just up North, or from just national, just national fighters, just everywhere, and worldwide. So like I'm talking roommates from like Kazakhstan, Dazakhstan, um, Italy, Rome, uh, Lithuania. Ignis, if you're watching this, I'm going to send you the link, son. I love you. I miss you. Um, but these are things. Shout we, out to Ignis. That's the homie. That's the real. He he really put me on the map with some striking. But I'm not going to. I'm just going to say it like this. Once I got to that place, when I got to Jackson Wink, the first time, it was a big learning experience. I'm not the same fighter I was that last year. I wasn't the same fighter I was from this May till now. And th- you just got to understand, like, this is a sacrifice of your body. Like, I woke up feeling like like an old man every other, some some days. Like, I couldn't move my neck. I couldn't turn my back. I caught nerve damage, actually. And I had to rebuild my whole shoulder. And that was from the first time at Jackson. 
So now I feel really good. I feel strong. I feel, I've rehabilitated myself. My body's healthy again. And this is like, these are the things that we go through. Like, we get kinked up. We get broken up. And we still come through. We still got to come out here and perform as, as we do. This is something we signed on for, but it's something that we love. It's something that we just don't want to lose sight of. But the training camps were tough. The practices were hard. And the knowledge... The knowledge was the biggest thing. There was so much of it. Everybody had something you can learn from. You can feed off of anybody. And it was just, I need that. I need that. I like what you're doing there. Let me learn that. Well, I, I would actually say having had the experience of being your coach early on when you were still wrestling, mm -hmm. one of the things that I always admired about the way you learn was that you would take insight, input, and techniques from anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Like if it didn't have to be somebody that, that you know, you felt like was the best person in the room. Mm -hmm. If they if they had something you could put into the toolkit, I felt like you were always good to take it. Let's switch it up. Let's go. All right, now it's time to move away from the fighting, although we'll have some fun with some of that as a topic. Let's get into it. And we're going to go into a little rapid speed round. And Don, you are invited to be in this as well because I want you. I want to get your perspective. I why, always, wouldn't, why wouldn't I, I be allowed to be in from it? You. Well, what's that? I'm asking the questions. I just want to make sure you're in it. I want you to mentally be prepared to answer these questions. Stay involved now. Stay involved. That's all. You said you didn't want to come today. I didn't say I didn't want to come. I said I absolutely wanted to come. Not for you. For you me. See, every week he's he's got to have something to say mean to me right here on the air. It's not it's not right. The beach seemed like a better option. All right, ready? <laughs> here we go. I agree. This is not an agree or a disagree. I just want to get your perspective. Yes, sir. Top five rappers of all time. Top five rappers of all time. Jay Z, Nas, Biggie, Tupac. That's four right there, right? And I'm going to put uh, Jadakiss. Okay. All right. I neither agree nor disagree. Don, top five. Uh, definitely Tupac. Definitely Biggie. Um, Dr. Dre. Mm. Ghost Riders. No. Uh, Eminem. I don't know any new rappers, so I can't put any new ones in there. See, now you got to. They're, they're going to be all old school. You might, have to go, you might have to go to the East Coast with this one, brother. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I guess Nas. He's. Okay. He's legit. Amazing. All right. All right. I, I don't disagree with either of you. I'm going to go with my top five, and I may not answer every question, but I'll answer this one. Goes Biggie, Tupac, Jay. Yeah. J. Cole. Hmm. I okay. really like J. Cole. I don't know if you uh, if you agree. See, top Bills five is, is one of the people I really, really Jay Z like. needs to be in there. Like, top Jay five is tough. But are we and talking Eminem. top five DOA? Uh, I'm not talking about dead or alive. I'm just talking about no. in general. Even, you know, animal. I'm talking, for me, it's it's lyricists. So mm. we, we don't have to debate on it. We probably never agree, but I put Eminem in my top five too. It's not really in that order, but those are my top five. I hear you. Mine wasn't in order either. All right, Don, top three movies of all time. So I, I, this one's hard to answer because it, there's, you have to go by genre. You, not, you can't just say the top three movies of all time because there's too many. Come on, man. I'm going to go Outsiders, which you guys already laughed at me, but I don't really care. <laughs> stay I feel like it Pony speaks Boy. to your good to stay gold. Stay, stay gold, golden, Pony baby. Boy. Stay gold. <laughs> um... Shawshank. Greatest. <laughs> See, it's tough because there's so many good movies. There is some. There's a lot of good movies. Like it's out there. The, I love comedies. Like, it's so the first one new, that comes old, to your these mind. These new age comedies are like like up there for me. Like old school and wedding crashers. But hangover. Hangover. Mm-hmm. You got remove, probably, you look, remove you look, comedy as a drama. You resemble Bradley genre. Cooper, by the way. You, you resemble gonna, Bradley Cooper. You. People say bit. this. Thank I know you. they do. Nobody says it to me, but they say it to him. I'm gonna go. I can see it. <laughs> probably, probably Braveheart. That's a good call. Okay, 
Top top three. <clears throat> All right. Number one, immediately it's Pulp Fiction. Can't go See? wrong. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one goddamn time? <laughs> it's perfect. I shouldn't have gotten them started. Don't, go ahead. Um, Number two, Reservoir Dogs. I'm a very oh, Quentin Tarantino West man. Tarantino guy. Okay. Yeah. And then um, my last one, damn son. See, it's hard. You got to do genres. Damn son. All right. The Breakfast Club. See? Okay. Great movie. Great movie. And you can't uh, beat that. For me, it's it's this is easy, right? It goes Shawshank, Goodfellas, Godfather. See, Goodfellas, Ooh. Goodfellas is is should have should have been in my top three. It's that's it, right? That, and that's... everything else is after those for me. What about Sam? We're leaving him out on these. Sam, do you need to go genre or can you? No, we want to hear his rappers three? and we want to hear his, his his the movies. So you know he's not lying. A respect it. Sam has his top three movies tattooed on. Are you that committed? Absolutely. Are you that committed? Yeah, they're in places you can't see. I don't want to see him. Uh, mm, that is a tasty burger. <laughs> wash that down. That's some it's of his that favorite. Tasty soda. Can Sam, do you want to weigh in on rappers? Beverage? Man, wash this burger down with this Good. beverage. I'm Method Man, okay. See, Method I respect Man's that. sick. I, I, respect I respect that. It. I love Method Man. It's a, top fives and anything are hard because you real, you immediately want to stretch it to a top but ten. You, oh, but life is about choices. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, all right. If any, you have no limitation on choice. Any celebrity you could beat up, who do you start with? Who do I start with? Damn. Who do you I, beat I, up first? A who celebrity are, to beat up? That's any, the question Any celebrity you that with? you could beat. Uh, he's a fighter. I want to go with a fighting theme. I don't even want to beat he up. He doesn't want to beat up a celebrity. That you could beat up, could, who would you beat up? Any celebrity? Um, Gilbert Godfrey. Okay. I respect I don't, I don't that. know why. I, just I don't like, know what he I, did to you, but I respect nothing. you. Nothing. It's just his face, dog. You can't beat him. You would feel bad. No, I wouldn't. Nah, I don't have feelings like that. He wouldn't. Not for Gilbert. I don't even like his voice. There's a celebrity you don't like. Who? There's got to be one. I never looked at a celebrity and was like, I want to punch that person. Well, this is, we got to work on that. <laughs> There's a few. There's got to be one. One that really annoys you. I got to pass and I'm going to answer it later. Justin Bieber's my answer. I'll give Justin Bieber I love Justin ass Bieber. Whooping, even though he's got some nice songs. I just give that boy to work. Sam? Sam also loves celebrities. Okay. You hate Justin Bieber? I just feel You're like, a hater. I feel like, he, all right, so You're we're going to go, we're going to go mm -mm. speed round on tougher. You cannot say it's a draw. You must make a choice. William Wallace versus Maximus. William Wallace. William Wallace. I go William Wallace. Speech alone, William Wallace. William Wallace is 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 uh, unanimous. A bad dude. Mm -hmm. he, the the man, he he really truly was the toughest person maybe in any movie. And Maximus is no slouch either. He probably wins most of actually fights. the toughest person in, of any, I guess show is the Punisher. I don't know if you've watched that. Oh no no no! It's John Bernthal. Let's, let's, let's just get it right. John Bernthal right. is the toughest SOB. Is that in the, the name in of the, the Punisher? No. It's oh. Frank Castle. Frank Castle. Frank Castle is the name of the Punisher. But John Bernthal is the actor for the Netflix series. And that motherfucker just plays he, him hard as he's hell. He's scary looking. He's I, I got to catch up. I am not in the know on this. He's it's, just, he just they screams. didn't renew it. No, I mean, it got this. to a point where you couldn't you couldn't top what they were doing. Oh, like no. It was... Out of control. Savage. I, for one, I prefer uh, romantic comedies. I'm not really into all this, this hmm. violence. Hmm. All right. Uh, Murtaugh, which is Mel Gibson's character from Lethal Weapon mm -hmm. versus Bruce Willis's character in Die Hard. Who wins? Murtaugh. <laughs> Bruce Willis. 
Murtaugh kicked the shit out of I, that wackadoodle. It was Gary Busey. Yeah, but Gary Busey back then was normal. In that movie, Gary Busey knew karate. Yeah. I'll go Murtaugh also. All right. I'm going to tell you like this. Hold on, hold on. Let me just get, let me get my little two cents in. I'm going to just say this. Bald people are scary, dog. Simple as that. Yeah, Bruce, but was he bald in that movie? I grew my hair back. Bruce Willis, he had a little something, but he was getting there. He had the patch. He, he had like the dad stuff just on the side, Bruce Willis. And, and he had an Uzi. But he was he still getting it done, though. Um, that was not Westfield Mall, otherwise known as the Milford Post Mall. Yes, indeed. Or Connecticut Post Mall that that happened at, but it could happen at any mall. Be careful. Be safe out there, folks. Um, I'm going to go with one that should actually be so easy to answer that no one should even think about it for one second. I'll go with, I'll give Maximus another chance hmm. versus Dalton from Roadhouse. Dalton. 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 No question. Hands down. Like, and I feel he ripped the dude's heart out. Matt, he ripped the dude's Adam's apple out. Roadhouse. Adam's apple, now, whatever he but ripped now, out. Now, Maximus, if you look at it, and this happens in all combat sports, he had a tough draw. He happened to be up against two legends. So that wasn't really fair. Hey, man. Right. It is what it is. Maximus beats anybody else on this list. But, yeah, but is because, Dalton the toughest or is it his mentor? Because Sam, Sam Elliott was Elliott, a bad dude. Sam Elliott does not one actual fighting move in that entire movie, but beats people's asses. Yep. Okay, okay. But if he goes up against John Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. Oh, he would lose. Exactly. He's getting From smoked. Bloodsport, Dalton, he would get murdered. Dalton absolutely kicks the shit out of Jean-Claude Van Damme. What? No. From Roadhouse? Maybe no. you got you to rewatch that movie. Man. You got to rewatch him. Jeez. Oh, you got to rewatch Bloodsport, the man. man. The man took over a town as a bouncer. He was a beast. <laughs> All right. Marcellus Wallace. Yes, sir. Versus Frank Lucas in American Gangster. Those is both some damn gangsters. I'm getting medieval on that ass, bro. Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. Damn right. I agree. Same. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Frank Lucas on this one. Mm. He was a little. He didn't talk a lot. He was. He was. You know, real killers move in silence. Is what they say. Hey man, Marcellus Wallace almost got his cheeks clapped and he clapped them cheeks back. Okay, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Take that for your notes. Take that for your notes. He got medieval. He did, man. And I'm hoping. I'll be watching. I'll, I'm hoping to actually be be like ringside when you get medieval on October 19th. Oh, I got those tickets for you. We're wishing you luck, man. It's good to see you. It's a pleasure. It's it's awesome to see you doing your thing. Thank you, brother. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on, my man. Thank and you, we will Appreciate see you next time on episode number six. You heard it. Six. Roads less taken. With a win under our belt. With a win under our belt. We got, we're going to be sponsoring a fighter. We got to get him some shorts and a t-shirt. Dubs, baby, dubs. What's right. up? Right. The mu oh, yeah. Yo, Brandon the Muffin Man Murphy. I'm coming for anybody who wants it at 55. If you're running from me, I don't care. If you want to fight, I'm here for it. I love everybody equally, but I'll beat the shit out of you the same way. Okay? Thank you. All mic right. drop. On mic that drop. Note, that's our first mic drop. That's our first mic drop. We'll see you on the next episode. Subscribe up. Roads less taken. Peace.